Welcome to the Positive Pants Podcast. Mindset, motivation, and inspiration to help you find your positive pants. Let go of negative thinking and stop living for the weekend with your host, Fran Excel. So welcome to the show. As always, it's Fran Excel Mindset Coach helping you find your very own pair of positive pants so you can get out of your own way and live a life that you love. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very grateful you've chosen to put me in your earbuds today. Please do hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything and do leave me a review. I love, love, love reading them and it really helps me get found by other people who need to hear what I share. I'd also love you to email me your mindset and productivity questions or topics you'd love me to cover um, to hello at franexcel.com because I know a lot of you think I'm inside your heads because you tell me all the time. But if I don't know what you need, I can't give it to you. So let me know. Hello and welcome back to the Bounce Back series. Um, I have a wonderful lady for you today, the glorious Caroline, um, my previous client and all-round rock star, somebody who takes what you say and takes action and gets stuff done. Now, her story is brilliant and I wanted to share it with you because it's something that I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to at the moment because you're bound to be going through the same thing um, or something similar because we've got a lot more time on our hands than we had before and it's allowing us to think and and really get out of that habitual thinking and realize what we do and don't want in our lives. So, Caroline, introduce yourself. Yay. Thank you so much for having me on, Fran. You know, I've been so excited to be on your podcast because that's how I found you. But anyway, so I'm Caroline. Um, I'm a bit of a multi-passionate business owner, as I would call it myself. Um, I own a Scandinavian cafe in Glasgow, and I'm also a business startup coach. I help passionate entrepreneurs have the confidence to take the side hustle full time and exceed their nine to five income. So that's kind of like the the basics of it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And you came to me and I love the fact that you came to me from the podcast. It's like full circle right now. <laughs> I know. And one of the things about your your story is is something that I know a lot of people relate to. So tell us a little bit more about kind of where you were, how you got to um, own your cafe and then what happened from there? Because I know it's a little bit more dramatic than it sounds. <laughs> yeah owning a cafe is always going to be dramatic but, yep. but anyway um yeah so my background is actually in finance so I was working in nine to five in finance myself um when it was a classic story of me you know not feeling fulfilled not really feeling like I was getting the opportunities I deserved and I just basically went soul searching I decided that you know if no one's going to give me the opportunities that I wanted then I would go and create them for myself because I've always been like that you know I've always um, been looking for the new opportunities so um, somehow I miraculously <laughs> uh, figured out that I was going to open this cafe despite the fact that I literally have um, no background in catering or cooking or making coffees even for that matter you know it was there's just something that really 
um, stood out to me about it. You know, I was going out to cafes and I was starting to think about it more. And I was thinking, you know what, like if other people can make a living doing this, like I can too. Um, so I just literally started researching every single day. Like I was so full into this and it was like with a burning passion and like nothing was going to stop me. Um, and uh, yeah, so I researched every single day and I kind of got to a point when I was like, okay, so am I doing this or what's happening? Um, you know, I was kind of holding back a little bit. Um, and then I'd seen my cafe online actually. And, uh, and I thought, you know, it looks like it's a bit of a weird area, but I'm going to go and check it out. And I just fell in love with it instantly. I just knew, you know, walking into that space that it was just, oh, all my dreams were just instantly being like you know I could just see myself in that cafe and just doing all my little things you know bringing my Scandinavian food to Glasgow and uh, yeah even though it was like so not like what my cafe is now it was a very classic um Scottish <laughs> little yeah. traditional roll shop you know mine is is now a Scandinavian cafe really down to earth you know earthy vibes and things and it was like red and gray and blue colors everywhere and but I could see it you know I was like I painted a perfect picture and um and I was kind of like yeah it's a it feels like the right price you know um but it's obviously really really scary I had literally just sold my flat at this time as well and I wow. decided obviously I was going to all in this money yeah I was like all in you know it was like okay but you know the price is quite steep like this is literally all or nothing for me um and uh one of my friends actually then hooked me up with um another cafe owner in glasgow and i had a chat with her you know she was so nice she took me in and she you know answered all the questions I had and I was blown away with her and she just seems so down to earth as well you know coming from a background in finance as well you know I'd been like mm -hmm. uh, working on my spreadsheets and lying everything out like trying to work out my finances and she's like whoa like you're 10 steps ahead of me just in that department still and I'm like all right okay well maybe you know it's not actually that I'm not prepared enough yet maybe I just need to go for it and she kind of gave me that last comfort to to just go for it you know and I was like that's it okay well you know speaking to my partner and and I'm like I think we should go for it you know let's let's put on an offer and then before I knew it you know I was a cafe owner and it felt very surreal mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah and I still remember you know walking into my cafe like with the keys and every time I locked it at night you know I was looking at my little stars in the window um and I'm like I can't believe that I'm a cafe owner it felt amazing you know it was a dream come true and I felt so free um and uh yeah from then on you know it was learning everything obviously like I knew nothing really about running a cafe still so I really had thrown myself in the deep end with my whole life savings invested into this cafe so it had to work um so obviously you know I went into it with a typical mindset of um a new entrepreneur thinking like I need to do everything myself I need to save everywhere I possibly can you know I'm gonna be working all the hours so I'm only having staff in here um you know minimum amount of time like I can certainly do the afternoons and the mornings by myself you know and yeah. and only really get people like in the in absolute rush hour and um, so you can imagine you know there was many times when I was standing in that cafe completely alone with like 
you know, almost a full house of people, <laughs> people wanting yeah. to be served. Um, and, uh, you know, I was still loving it. It was still like, you know, every weekend it got busy and busy and busy. And it was such a, um, you know, it was almost such a, yeah, I, I was thriving off of that. You know, I was trying to always outdo myself in a way as well. Um, and it got bigger and bigger and I was featured in media. You know, I started, I instantly started kind of getting publicity. Um, so I had queues at the door every weekend and, you know, I had one day off a week and when I was even off, usually that one day, you know, I had to do a lot of other things anyway. Um, so it and was that one day you know, becomes constantly. an admin day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So zero off. days off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you can see how this story starts to progress from here, you know, because I was still in the mindset of, oh, I need to save, I need to, you know, put away money and because I've always had a really like strong saving mentality as well so in my head I just need to put money aside like I don't know what I'm putting it aside for but it just needs to be put <laughs> somewhere else mm. where it can't be spent um and uh, yeah it was it was starting to wear on me a lot you know I was starting to you know it got maybe past the half year mark and it started to become a routine you know it started to become the norm and um, and I was starting to get really tired of working, you know, God knows how many hours a week, maybe 70, 80 hours a week on my feet, you know, yeah. um, I was pretty much, you know, by myself. And this at this time, um, you know, it was, um, something I was really doing on my own because my partner was still in his full-time job. You know, he was even working nights as well. So I would come home as well in the afternoon to an empty flat and it was just myself, you know, um, and it felt really really lonely like I was starting to feel quite upset you know I was starting to it was starting to really get to me that I couldn't go out with my friends when they were you know there was so many weddings going on at the time all the time as well we were constantly being invited to weddings you know but I could never go because it was a weekend and uh, yeah I was starting to really just you know work became my life you know and my, my dream turned into to work and it felt like a job again you know it felt like um you know like it was normal as well like in my mind at that time I felt like this is probably what it's meant to be like when you're a business owner you know everybody always talks about how you work hard and you just have to hustle 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 and grind <laughs> yeah exactly um you know all about that as well you know um but uh yeah it was it wasn't really fun anymore and I was actually starting to find myself getting probably rather depressed without I never really used that word because I don't like to describe myself as depressed and I've never really you know went to see a doctor or anything about it either but if I look back I was depressed definitely you know I was really um struggling on my own and but I also didn't have a choice because it's like if I sh if I shut the cafe then you know I have no income coming in from that stream so um, it was really all or nothing and I'm also not a quitter you know so for me it felt like I would be given up if I was given given myself a day off and just closing the cafe um, and uh, yeah and it started to become just 
everything was such a chore, you know, even things in the house, like the smallest little thing my partner would ask me to do, I'd be like, ah, just leave me alone. I want a break, you know. You <laughs> I was still into everything. Like, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, and you'd yeah. be like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> you know, um, literally the smallest things. And, you know, I just felt like the world was coming crashing down on top of me. You know, it would also, you know, typical as things happen like that, you know, it would also be a time where I just keep getting like parking tickets all the bloody time or mm-hmm. you know something breaks you know there would always be like when I finally felt like I had a good moment in the cafe as well then something breaks and I'm like oh great now I need to find a new fridge or mm-hmm. you know it was just one thing after the other and I just it doesn't didn't seem like there was an end to it as well and I I'd lost all my creativity as well so I just felt like I felt so stuck and and yeah, I was, I was really, really burnt out at this time. You know, I was literally only showing up and doing the minimum I could do to, to get myself through the day, you know, putting a smile on it in the cafe. Cause that was always really important to me as well. Um, um, but yeah, then came to Christmas time, I remember. And, uh, and I feel like that was like the last straw for me, you know, we were about to, close up for Christmas and then one of my almost full-time staff members said that she's not coming back after Christmas and I'm like you know I just felt like it was almost like I was just about to throw in the towel then uh, because just having to think about like going out and looking for a new member of staff at that point just seemed like the hardest task in the entire world and I was just like that to my partner like I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, I feel like either, you know, either you have to come in and help me or, or that's it, you know, I almost, but I felt so ashamed in a way as well. I almost felt like I felt so guilty because I had created this amazing cafe, you know, this was my dream and it really was in so many ways. And I still didn't want to even give it up at this point either, even though I was, you know, I had so many emotions attached to it. Um, but at the same time, I just didn't know what else I could do. Um, so that was kind of, yeah, the turning point for me. Like that was my last job when I was like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do here. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and it then it becomes yeah. like you've created this dream and it ends up yeah. being a nightmare because actually what you end up doing is taking those same habits from corporate into your new dream. And exactly. then you create something that, that's 10 times worse because you don't have the same... Yeah cutoffs that you have in corporate you don't have the same kind mm-hmm. of boundaries that are just very easily set for you things like that yeah so tell us what Absolutely. happened next. yeah so then um I went back on Christmas holiday and that was really going to be like okay the cafe is closed for a few days anyway so this is really my time to to think about like what's going to happen you know and I was really dreading it as well I was really dreading going back because I knew like I'm, you know, like I said, I have such a strong drive, so it's not in my nature to just give up and I would never just throw in the towel and just leave it at that. And I, I, th- I felt like I couldn't do that. And um, even though, to be honest, like if anyone was ever feeling like they had to do that, you know, I really couldn't blame them and they really f- shouldn't feel ashamed about that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was just not an option. Um, so I decided at that point that I wanted to start another business, <laughs> um, <laughs> which might seem really, really crazy. But, uh, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I was starting to think about all the things I had done wrong in my first business and all the things that made me unhappy. And 
I realized that yes, okay, I could give it my all and really turn it around in the cafe. I knew I could actually do that if I really wanted to, but I felt like at that point, my heart was somewhere else. There was something else that was calling to me. Um, I felt like, you know, I've always had this kind of feeling inside that I wanted to give back to people in some way. I've always been really eager to help people. Um, and to teach people and to guide people has always been quite in my nature. Um, so I, I figured that, okay, well, what else can I do? I'm thinking like, okay, this time I really want to think about like my, my, my um, life in general. You know, I really want to actually think about like what kind of life I want to have and not just my, my business. Cause clearly that didn't work out <laughs> so well the first time. Um, you know, so this time I wanted to make sure that I, I was actually creating a business that worked for me. Um, and so I started to think about, okay, well, I want to be more free to move wherever I want to. I want to be able to set my own working hours and for how long I work and things like that. So that's when I started to think online, you know, I was thinking, oh, well, if I have an online business, I can do whatever I want anywhere. Um, and I just need to figure out what that might be. So I kind of went soul searching a little bit again and I actually came up with like so many crazy ideas in in the space I can't even, even describe. Um, I think I even set up an e-commerce store selling unicorn stuff. Oh, yeah, love unicorn that. stuff. <laughs> I know, right? Who doesn't love unicorn stuff? I mean, talk about following the trend, right? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I would buy all that stuff, <laughs> but that actually even came from the back of, you know, I was thinking about like, what do I like in the cafe? And I was thinking, oh, I'm really into the crockery as well. Like I love the crockery and I've actually tried to um, buy a batch of it for my crockery supplier, which is an amazing brand called Broster Copenhagen, which I just love. So I I'd actually shipped in a big order um, before Christmas, which I'd been selling to people for to buy for Christmas presents, and it had worked really well. So I was kind of thinking, oh, yeah, I could do that, and I could just start shipping things. And I'm like, more physical work? No, no, thank you. I can't handle that. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely... It's like, it's like actually really going through and thinking, like, what do I actually want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was exactly that process I I needed to follow. I needed to really think about like, no, hang on a minute, Caroline, is this actually going to be any better? And no, it was actually only going to add more stress to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking, okay, no. And that's probably why I then ended up with the unicorn stuff because I could find a supplier from China who could just ship it out to everyone. But then I was like going back to my valleys and I'm like, actually, hold on a minute. I'm not really into like cheap um, bad quality crap either um, so I'm kind of like no that's not me either and I just had to think of something completely different um, and then I started to think about like okay well I want to help people then so what is it that I've actually done that has been really successful in my business you know how did I get to a point of uh, winning an award and getting featured in media and all these kind of things and I'm thinking well you know one of the things was Instagram you know social media was huge for my success and um, I definitely would have been nowhere near where I am now if it wasn't for Instagram if it wasn't for knowing how to put up pretty pictures together and you know, attracting people through that and um, so I started to you know look deeper into that and I was I mean again I was going crazy research mode I was reading every guide under the sun you know I probably read all of Jenna Kutcher's blogs <laughs> and um 
probably bought a few courses in between that as well and then thought well but I kind of also really want to actually be a business mentor or be a business coach or something like that you know can I do that I'm not quite sure um, and then I fell across um, a business coach on Instagram you know I started to look for for people um, and I found one and you know I was just instantly like oh my god like this is amazing you know I love everything about how she um, you know, shows up and, and the way her life looks, you know, she looks like she's having so much fun, certainly. And, and I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, maybe she could help me. And uh, that was it. You know, I hired my first business coach, um, which is, by the way, a bit of a, that was a bit of a fast track story as well. You know, I kind mm-hmm. of started out thinking that I'll just spend a couple hundred pounds getting a couple of sessions with someone to then, you know, ending up spending three grand on my first business coach, <laughs> which was insane to me at the time as well, you know, like that was just crazy money to me at the time. Um, but yeah, I slowly started to started out as a social media manager, you know, I was managing other people's accounts um, and it was going really, really well to start with. But then I got to a point again where I was like, you know, it actually feels like I'm having 10 bosses now rather than one. So I was kind of like, yeah, there's something about this relationship that's not really working out for me. Um, you know, so again, there was another time when I was just like, I took a complete pivot, you know, that was probably around the time when, you know, when, when we started working yeah. together, you know, yeah. the, trying to find the yeah I think in my notes it probably said something like uh, what I wanted out of working with you was to have yeah. the confidence in myself as a coach um yeah so you know again that was I was having so many realizations about what I really wanted to do and uh, it was just yeah every step I took you know I just felt more and more of a relief and you know I was growing in in my online business as well I was also feeling a lot stuck at you know a lot of times as many people do I felt like I wasn't growing fast enough um but uh yeah but you know a lot wasn't it (laughs) patient yeah oh yeah I'm very impatient I want everything to happen right now (laughs) but you know that that was probably one of my issues all along is that I was too impatient to actually allow my dreams to unfold so that's why I maybe went down routes that I shouldn't because just because I was too impatient you know I wanted to do things I thought I could do really quickly um so yeah but I've learned the hard way that I've got to have patience and um you know and eventually I just kind of gave in and I was like okay you know what this is my dream and that's what I'm I'm sticking with and I don't care how long it's going to take and uh, yeah things have worked out really really well from then um yeah you know it's just been a crazy journey but yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing isn't it it's, it's you get it's so many people that come to me mm-hmm. end up they've come to me and they're like right I'm doing this business and, and this is where I'm at. And it becomes so obvious so quickly that actually they don't like their own business because they're mm. doing something based on what they think they can do rather than what they want to do. So they're trying to do things that are a little bit against their values, a little bit against the way they look at themselves and all of these sorts of things. And that's the stuff that you've got to work on. But the thing that I love about your story is, is the trial and error. It's so important. Mm-hmm. People are so desperate to just get it right, get it right quick and get it right first time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really work that way. And this was one of the things that, that we worked on, you know, when people really, really worry about niches. And it's like, you just got to get a few clients under your belt and you will 
find your niche because you can pick one if you want to and try and attract them that way. But until you start working with the people where you're like, yeah, these are the kind of people that I like to work with. You have to Mm -hmm. go through the ones that you don't like to work with. And that's when your niche starts to become really, really clear, but it's having that patience. And that was something I know for you was your niche was, was a big, that was a disaster. (laughs) Yeah. I was so stuck in, in between so many different things and I just couldn't make a choice. And I think the fact that I could make a choice was making things so much worse than just going out there and just doing something, you know? Um, And that's what I tell my clients now as well is to literally just, yeah, go for one thing or even like pick one thing and stick with it for a while. And then you can always change your mind because until you've kind of made that choice to move forward, you know, you're, you're always going to be stuck in those same thoughts and, and it's really going to start tearing you up from inside, which I know it was for me for a long time, mm-hmm. especially when you hear everybody saying, Oh, you've got a niche down, you've got to find your people mm-hmm. and you've got to, you know, all of these kind of things. And it gets very confusing very quickly. Um, but yeah, at least that's been something that I've always been very good at is taking action. You know, it's just going out there and doing something, mm-hmm. even though, you know, I mean, I can be very stuck in the same thoughts as one thing. Oh, my God, overthinking everything and trying to perfect that Instagram post or, you know, is it really working or, you know, but at least I'm still just like going out there, I think, because I'm so eager and I have such a big drive. You know, I just keep pushing forward with something anyway. Mm. And that was one of the things I, I loved about you is because you were all in for my tough love, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time you're like, what do you think? I'm like, what do you think? Because we oh, yes. caught you in that pattern, didn't we? Of like, exactly. oh my goodness, like I, you know, how do you, how can you run a business if you struggle with mm-hmm. making small decisions? And that's the great thing. It's like now, it's not an issue at all. And now it's something no. that you get to teach to other people, which is just amazing. But it's that yeah. having that honesty. And that's, again, what I love about your story is, is the honesty about when things aren't working for you and when things are and mm. pivoting and just being willing to get it wrong. What do you think was the biggest lesson that you learned from burning out? Um, was to have the, yeah, the, the confidence and the, the boldness to make a pivot you know to to decide that okay this isn't right for me although you know I've spent so long building this and I've been so proud of it and from the outside as well you know that was the hardest thing that I knew from the outside it looked like I had the perfect life you know I had the I had the dream you know I was at cafe owner with a cute little cafe that everybody (laughs) talks about you know um but I was burning inside you know so actually having that confidence and like just being brave enough to like you said admit to myself that this isn't working for me and I don't really care what anybody else thinks anymore I want to do what's right for me um so even though it might seem crazy to pivot away from all of this um amazingness that I've just created you know I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go for it because I know it's gonna make me happier and you know what the magical thing was that the minute I started doing that I I started finding the love for the cafe again as well I love going in there on weekends you know and helping out and and it was such a nice break as well from a coaching you know to get to have the best of both worlds actually you know to to work online but to also have my community there and going in there and working on weekends it was amazing yeah and I I've fallen in love with my cafe and you know I love it 
Mm. Whether it's going to be part of my future or not, I love it now. And I'm very happy and very grateful that um, the journey with my cafe didn't end with me being burnt out, out and having to give up on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And even with yeah. everything that we are going through right now, obviously hospitality has had taken a brutal hit. And the thing, you know, I reached out and was like, are you okay? Is everything all good? (laughs) And and what I loved was your attitude to it, because one of the biggest things that, um, that meant I kind of needed to take a massive social media detox at the beginning of all this was Mm. the, um, the passion with which people were panicking. (laughs) And it's kind of, (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's kind of like it's like just take a, take a minute and I've got friends who have um events businesses who and have teams of 10 staff you know all of these things and you're like it, it's taking yourself out from that initial reaction and being able to go okay this is the initial thing it doesn't look great but here's all the here's how I'm going to look at it so tell mm-hmm. me that little piece of the journey for you when everything it could because at the moment this is like perfect topic for where people are at tell me what was going through your head yeah I mean absolutely I was literally the same as everyone else you know being a business coach and things at the time as well was even harder because you had to show up for other people you know the limelight was on me and uh yeah, actually, I I felt very calm about it. I was actually, you know, obviously there was a bit of a build up to the lockdown. We kind of knew it was happening. We knew that at some point cafes were going to have to shut. And, and both my partner and I felt quite confident with this or quite comfortable with this, actually, even though, um, by the way, my partner is like my full time business partner now as well. So that is, you know, the cafe is his sole income as well. So it's like a massive part of our income. Um, and we were aware that that was probably going to go away any time mm-hmm. um, or any minute now. So um, but still, though, you know, when did they actually came when they announced that <laughs> cafes and pubs were just shut in the UK? it was so weird. Like it took me so long to actually realize that, Oh, well, we're not going to be open now, Mm. which is kind of weird. Um, but obviously we also still had the dilemma with, um, do we stay open for takeaway? You know, um, we have a team of staff member here as well. Like what do we do about them? And, um, and we were kind of like, okay, right. I'm not quite sure what's going on here. And actually, by the way, as well, in, in the middle of all of this, I was also in the middle of my one-to-one launch of my uh, my new one-to-one spots. Um, so yeah, I had another round of one-to-ones coming up there and I just, yeah, done a big masterclass and it was kind of like my the top of the iceberg and everything. And then boom, you know, and uh, so we took a day off just to kind of be like, okay, right, what are we doing here? And what's gonna happen? Are we gonna stay open for takeaways? Are we gonna start trying to figure out what we're gonna do here if we can deliver or do takeaways? But you know, we were just at a point where we were like, you know what, it doesn't feel right. I felt like I wanted to support the nation as well. I felt like it wasn't ethical of me to stay open for my team members as well. And like, you know, I wanted to actually be part of of getting rid of this horrible you know outbreak as soon as we possibly could so we made the decision to close the cafe my partner was probably happy to get a little break as well and so in that sense it was kind of nice but then something just clicked you know it really clicked inside me I was like 
oh my god like my cafe is closed and um, i'm just in the middle of this huge launch everybody's messaging me and i'm meant to be showing up online and and showing up as a leader and that was really really hard for me mentally at that point i was like like i don't know what what i can do you know and and you and like you said you know with social media you're so influenced by what everybody else is saying as well you know people are talking about it being unethical to keep selling you know because we are all in a financial crisis now it's horrible to ask people to pay you to do a service you know like that really kind of got to me as well you know i almost for a second thought yeah who am i to ask people to pay me any money right now um and it felt really horrible so i had a bit of a bad first week with the lockdown as well where i was like you know what no i'm i'm gonna put my launch on hold for now um and uh, and i was in a bit of bad mindset you know i started to get lazy all my daily habits and routines were kind of out the window a little bit as well you know because yeah my partner was at home you know for one like that was so weird like why aren't you getting out of bed i want you out <laughs> you know i want you out of the house so i can just get on with my normal routines um so yeah it took me a little while to actually get back into it but at the time i was kind of like yeah it got to a point when when i'd then been away from social media for a little while and then it actually made it feel even harder because i'd been away because i then had to get back into it you know i had to get back into the mindset so in a way i feel like i'd made it harder for myself to like shut down and be like no i'm gonna stay away for a while um so it only took me about a week before i was like god damn it caroline like now it's time to get out of yourself pity you felt sorry for yourself for long enough and um, you know there's nothing you can do about the situation in terms of the cafe the finances and the support are coming from the government at some point surely you know and even if not like there's nothing else you can do about that but you have an online business that, is, that are thriving you've got clients that are depending on you obviously i've been still been serving my clients and things it was more the actual launch that was really getting to me you know it was having to push and show up as a leader at that point um but i decided no like i'm done with hiding away and i'm done with you know getting into a negative mindset again and, and then i just started slowly picking up my my daily routines again you know it was back into my morning routine journaling every morning um in bed no matter whether my partner's still there or not i'm <laughs> fine so be it or i'll go into a different room um and uh yeah and it started to feel so good like i started to really get that motivation back and i started showing up again you know i was trying to really get other people into a better mindset as well and i was trying to show that you know actually nothing has really changed for a lot of businesses there's still people who need your services just as much as they did before if not more now and i was really trying to push that and i was really trying to get out of the mindset of like that you should stop selling now or there's no point and just focus on being kind to yourself and all these kind of things but actually it's not being very kind to myself to just sit back and do nothing and watch netflix all day i feel like that's actually been yeah really mean to myself and just forgetting about everything i've just learned um so yeah so that was a, the turnaround point for me in this whole pandemic was to show up and people were starting to um send me a lot of messages saying like oh caroline thank you so much for that like that really inspired me to get going today you know and that just kept boosting my motivation even more and i felt so positive and so excited and i'm like yes like i went on i was on such a roll with it and i was like you know what i'm gonna 
do this masterclass again as well because I think people really need it right now. Mm -hmm. And then I just decided to pick the whole launch up again. And uh, and now I'm just at the end of my launch and I'm actually just waiting to fill my last spot. So there you go. You know, that's literally how it can all turn around in a second of you just deciding that no, actually, I'm going to show up and I'm going to keep doing all the things that I was doing before. And I'm still going to do everything in my power to stay happy, stay positive and help the people that need to be helped. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's, it's why I've done so many episodes on routine and so many episodes on that. <laughs> when you start to lose that, because people seem to think that when you do the work on your mindset, that it's constant and you're always going to feel that way. You're always going to feel good. You're always going to feel positive. And it's just not the case, but it's just noticing, yeah. recognizing it and having the self-awareness to get out of it. And always, always it's forgetting to do the basics or choosing to not do the basics for a little while and you do get to have your sushi roll moment you know you're going through a big yeah. thing you know you get to have those moments but the fact that you actually sat there and was like no no enough is enough like this is mm -hmm. silly this is what can I do in this situation yeah. and letting go of what you can't and then picking that back up and then it, it can be such a fast turnaround and I love that and I love the fact that it's so difficult online because people are so very influenced about other people's opinions. And the bottom line is, is everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. And this has made people a lot more shouty than normal, you know, and it, but it's all based off everyone else's, you know, off, off your own unconscious beliefs and your own con unconscious thinking. And it really is none of anyone else's business, what you do. That's the thing, because at the end of the day, like you said, there are people out there who need what you have to offer. It's just been proven because you're closing your launch, you know? Yeah. And one of the things that I always say when people are, when they feel almost like bad for taking other people's money, it's like, it's their decision. You're not forcing people into it. If they need what you have to offer, they're well within their rights to pay for it. It's none of anyone else's business what that person has or doesn't have or earns or doesn't earn. We make all these assumptions about other people and that's not right, you know? Yeah. And then you just, just get proved wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the thing as well, because I, I kept seeing people on Instagram feeding into each other's misery and the whole, you know, but, but kind of dressing it up as being kind to yourself, you yeah. know, and uh, yeah, I, I was not. like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and it was just so, yeah, it was so not obviously not funny, but it was kind of scary to watch like how quickly uh, we are to influence each other and how quickly we just believe what everyone's saying and, and feeling like, oh yeah, that's so right. And and especially when it comes to like, you know, um, the decision between like doing nothing and then pushing through something that feels really uncomfortable, you know, it's always so much easier to just say, oh no, you know, I just really don't feel like it right now. Let's just sit here and do nothing about it until I feel better. But sometimes the only thing that's going to make you feel better is to actually just go out there and do something and push through that uncomfortable feeling of being stuck and and not knowing what to do um and and that's a, the same thing about selling you know when people are talking about like yeah that is unethical to to ask people to sell or to you know keep selling the way that they normally would or something but then it's also quite often like the same people who are then trying to like you know, we're talking about unethical selling here as well, but a lot of people are also then trying to 
guilt people into buying from them, you know, in the sense that like, oh, you know, I'm a small business owner, support small business. And that's all great as well. But that's like, you know, I mean, yeah, that's just another way of doing it as well. And I, I love supporting small business and things, but and I could easily just stick my hand up and say, hey, I'm a small cafe owner. Please support me because I might be um, shutting down soon anyway, you know, but that's also selling, you know. So it's like if, if you're allowed to do one thing, then why are you not allowed to do the other? You know, it's a funny mindset around that, I feel. Yeah, and but it's always influenced around the masses and that's why it's so 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 important to have that self-awareness and really understand what it is that you think what it is that you feel and mm-hmm. you believe in this situation and and it's Absolutely. also that thing that that i know I, I used to love saying to you like about letting go of the attachment of the outcome you know treat it as an experiment you know because if it doesn't work you learn the lessons i know there's tons of people who are still launching and there's people still buying maybe it's not as many as before but maybe they have an even bigger launch. But it, it, it's about the things that are tone deaf. And I think it's, as long as you're not being tone deaf in the situation and actually just completely ignoring things, then why not? People need what you have to offer. Exactly. And then who cares if it's just one people, one person buying, you know, or if no one buys, it's still just about showing up for yourself and to keep going. And I even feel like, you know, one of the most amazing things about it has just been the fact that it's given me a purpose as well throughout this pandemic. Like, I don't even know what I'd be doing myself if I, if I had no cafe and no other job and I just had to sit here for three months doing nothing and I mean, yeah, that would be, I can't even imagine that right now, you know, so I feel very grateful as well to be able to help people online and, um, yeah, and it's, it's an amazing time actually for a lot of people as well, you know, sometimes we've got to also remember why we're doing it and we've got to actually listen to the things we're telling ourselves, like you always say, you know, because the thing I was telling myself was that, oh, everyone is in a financial crisis. Nobody has mm-hmm. the money to pay for this, even if they wanted to, you know. Um, and, oh, like, I feel so bad to put people in, a, in an even worse position if I was to make them sign up for my coaching. Um, but actually, if I, if I was thinking about it, from from a more sensible sensible and logical point of view when i should go strip it back a little bit and think about well who is it that is my ideal client right now who is it that i'm trying to help and uh, and that's people who have a side hustle so it means that they're still in a nine to five probably sat at home probably most likely being bored out their faces but still being paid by their employers or supported by the government in some other shape or form so actually this is the perfect time for them to be investing in my coaching you know and so i started thinking about it in that sense and that was actually what really um drove my motivation as well as like I can't believe that I've been trying to convince myself that my ideal client is not in a position to (laughs) to have coaching right now it's perfect for them Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I got really really excited about it perfect so what would you give our lovely listeners as your top piece of advice from everything that you've learned along the way is to always trust your gut Mm -hmm. and to have the courage to just follow your instincts Mm -hmm. no matter what everybody else says no matter what your situation is and no matter what anybody tells you and 
yeah, just follow your own instincts. Like that has always paid off for me. Always, always, always. And the times when I haven't followed my instincts and followed my gut, that's when I've ended up in a bit of a nightmare. So yeah, definitely. Follow your gut. Listen to your instincts. Love it. Spot on. Well, thank you so much. Let everyone know where they can find you. If they want to come follow you, come and get to know you a bit better. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm definitely a bit of a, an Instagram fanatic. So it's Caroline L. Carlson. There is an L in between that. And um, yeah. just for anybody who might forget. Um, and uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Caroline Carlson Coaching. I've got a Facebook group as well called Plan A Society. And um, I've got my website, of course, which is carolinecarlson.com as well, which you can check out there. And, and there's contact forms on there as well if you want any more information on anything. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much. It has been glorious to see you. I'm so proud of everything that you've done. You've done amazing. <laughs> So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me on, Fran. It's been an absolute blast. My pleasure, my treasure. So <laughs> as always, I will see you next week. So if you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and changing things for yourself, then book in a free discovery call so we can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be. And if you want my eyes and ears on your problems, I work with people one-on-one -on -one and through my proactive pants mastermind. So stop waiting for if and when and decide to change things now because you can. And as always, I hope that was helpful. So any questions, just let me know. And as always, I will see you next week. Bye.